Welcome back to The Governor Show. The Governor Show is dedicated to board enthusiasts and aims to debunk the myth around board governance. The Governor Show is a weekly episode featuring talented and experienced guests who will share with the audience their experience in board management and board governance. You can find all the content, video, podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and on our website. I'm Xavier Ponsard for The Governor Show, and today's guest is Cédric Pierrard, CEO of FEC. Welcome, Cédric. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, Cédric. Um, just to, to, I would like to introduce you before uh, launching those uh, very interesting topics about inorganic growth strategy. Is, uh, Cédric, you are the CEO of FEC, a company active in CRM business, employing more or less 300 people in Western Europe, right? Yeah, correct. Next to that, as a father, you like to challenge your family with exceptional travels and treks around the globe, right? Correct. You like to enjoy beautiful nature spots and, of course, best restaurant in town. You're a bit like me in that. <laughs> Is that true that you own more than 30 Michelin books? Yes, uh, true. <laughs> guilty, <laughs> guilty. Uh, outside this, you're also board member yourself, I think. Yes, I'm a, I joined uh, or I'm board member at several companies and uh, either advisory board or uh, actual board member. Very good. So actually, you are pretty experienced in what we're going to discuss today, right? Uh, I have some <laughs> basic knowledge. I'd Indeed. Say, yeah. So Cédric, before we start, I would like to hand over to you uh, an object. Uh, uh, every single uh, guest uh, receives an object at the Governor Show. And uh, the object we choose for you, I hope it will be uh, appropriate, is the chameleon. So I would like to describe uh, this object for you, if you don't mind, according to your personality. So the chameleon is a reptile that has the particularity to change and adapt its own body color to fit and even merge with its environment. It was adored by the Romans for this power. We thought the chameleon looks like you because of your great capacity to adapt to whatever environment you are in. This can be the case for you in your professional life with FEC as CEO, Acquiring other companies requires to have the capacity to adapt to other businesses, but also in your private life when trekking, traveling around the world with your family, having to adapt to other cultures, people, and nature. Adaptability and being able to change quickly when needed is key to make it successful. Please. Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate the, the gift and uh, certainly uh, Adaptability is one of my great qualities as a, as, a, as a person, uh, so I think it's a good... Uh, it's a pleasure to have you on board. Thank you, Xavier. So the, the topic of the day is board governance tactics in inorganic growth strategy. All right, and my first question is the following. What is an inorganic growth strategy and what makes you choose for that strategy? Um, yeah, really basically an inorganic growth strategy is um, a strategy that employs uh, M&A, so acquisition of other business to develop your uh, own company. 
So and opposed to that, you have the, the green field or the organic growth strategy that mm -hmm. employs only your own sales and marketing team to develop yes. your own company. And uh, at FEC, we, we ch we've chosen for um, combining both uh, strategies, both inorganic and organic. We, we chose for that strategy like uh, 11 years ago now, um, mainly because we, we are um, not good enough by starting a business abroad. And you, you talked about the adaptability, and mm -hmm. this, is, this is something that is really crucial. When you um, enter a new market like uh, France or the Netherlands or Denmark, you really need to adapt. Uh, and as a person, I can adapt quickly, uh, but um, to adapt the whole organization, it's, a, it's another story. And for us uh, at FEC, once again, it, um, it seemed to us uh, more easy to acquire a team that was already functioning on such markets. So mm -hmm. I'm taking the example that we, we just did. We acquired a CRM company in Denmark, mm -hmm. which was called WebCRM. And we are lucky to have there a team of um, 30 people already functioning, having some clients. And of course, we acquired that company to build it up, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, to uh, increase the organic growth of that company and to increase the organic growth of the whole group. But we start from somewhere. We don't have to start from scratch. We have people there that know the market, know the clients and, and so on and so forth. So why do we choose, do, 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 did we chose for, um, for an organic and, and inorganic uh, growth? It's because we, we want to be efficient and we think that it's uh, easier for us at, as an organization to uh, start from um, a small presence and then to build it up. I see. And how is your team reacting to this strategy? Because sometimes when you acquire a company like the one you just acquired in Denmark, you have some duplicates in a way in terms of competences and talents, etc. Um, is it not creating frustration of uh, people feel uh, threatened by uh, an, uh, other talents outside uh, the, the, the proper organization in Belgium? Um, at some point, Yes, um, but of course it's mitigated by the fact that we combine, as I said, organic and inorganic. I so see. since we are combining both, the group uh, is growing on its own. Meaning what? Meaning that we always need more people mm -hmm. to do the job. And so at least the people at FC, they know that we are going to have work enough for everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're not, internally, they're not feeling threatened by, by their new colleagues of Denmark. Mm -hmm. They know that since we grow uh, quite fast, um, organically, and so we have a, an organic growth of 25% roughly. On top of that, we add 25% roughly on inorganic growth. So meaning mm -hmm. that the company is growing pretty fast and we need talents to manage that growth and to manage more and more customers uh, on a daily basis. For the acquired company, um, it is not that obvious because they mm -hmm. are not as used as our own people. We at FC, we are doing one or two acquisitions per year. We mm -hmm. do that for years now, so everybody is used to it. Uh, everybody, it's 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 not an event anymore to acquire a company. For the target business, uh, it, it is uh, it is far from that situation. It's the first time they're sold. Uh, it's it's a one-time event in a company life, right? Yes, and though. So they, they, they are feeling threatened, they are feeling afraid of what's, what am I going to, to become. I invested yeah. a lot of time, a lot of effort in that company. Now it's sold to a foreign group. Uh, what's what's going what's gonna to happen? 
And once again, I, I, I jump back to the chameleon, so therefore yes. thank you. Because Indeed. adapting yourselves, um, and I think it, it's, it's a quality that many Belgians have, uh, by the way. It's, it's not only, only Absolutely. us, um, but many Belgians are, are quite used to adapt themselves um, to, to, to be empathic and to, to understand uh, the other um, people, uh, mindset culture. or culture. And so having having that capability or that that, that ability as uh, as uh, myself as as a person, but also mm -hmm. as a company, we have that uh, makes it easier for the target staff mm -hmm. to to feel comfortable sharing their uh, fears and 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 comments on on the acquisition process and how it how, how is it going and so on and so forth. So it it means that being more comfortable, making them basically more part of the project. Yes, part of the gang. Part of the gang, indeed. And, and, and we are quite transparent. We, we say that we buy the company because we like them and because mm -hmm. we like what they do. And so we don't want to fire uh, everybody. Of course, in some cases, when a company is really in bad shape, mm -hmm. uh, it's another story. But uh, yeah. usually when we acquire a company, it's a company that is in good shape, uh, that performs well and we like everybody and we don't fire anybody. When we acquire businesses that are uh, underperforming, losing money, mm -hmm. well, yeah. it's a different, whole different story. Just for my own curiosity, I guess uh, uh, with your acquisition experience, I guess you build up as well uh, a team, an acquisition team, right? Yeah, uh, it's, it's not always the same team. Okay. But uh, per acquisition, we have like one dedicated team that uh, is in charge of what we are calling the post-merger um, integration yeah, okay. uh, proje project. Uh, but everybody in the company knows that when they design a process or when they decide something about uh, how we do business, yes. they always think about, okay, is this going to work with two extra companies? Or is this going to work when the staff will make uh, times two? Uh, sure. is, is this process going to work when we are 100 uh, people more or uh, twice the number of people? And since we know that we have that strategy for a long time now, and, and everybody knows that and thinks the whole company process and the whole company story go, goes w with that project we have to consolidate the European mm -hmm. market of CRM, it's basically um, a very, um, yeah, once again, common uh, way to, to imagine the company with, with extra add-ons. And so we, we, we have a team of 300 people that, that yes. is the integration or the m and Of course, yeah. And uh, sometimes you uh, engage with a company. Um, does that did happen that you just stopped the, the process? It happened. Because uh, a target is not the right target or uh, is not sustainable enough? Of, uh... It's often about price. Um, okay. It's often about price. When, when we stop a process on, or when the sellers are stopping the process, it's, uh, the main reason is price. Because yes. we, yeah, of course, there is always disagreement on price. Uh, yes. When they, they sell a company, they always want a high price. And we, when we buy a company, we always want a low price. I mean, uh, okay. no, no big surprise. But, Sometimes the gap is really too big, um, mm -hmm. and and sometimes the gap is too big quite early in the process, so mm -hmm. in front of the negotiation, and sometimes it's quite late in the process yes. because we At the end. yeah because we mm -hmm. discover some hidden stuff because we do uh, yes. audits and due diligence and stuff like that, and so we discover things and we say okay highest churn than expected for instance, yeah. and and then we say okay if if this is so then we are still okay to do the deal, but then it has to have some price yes. adjustment and. 
if so, then the seller might not sure. agree anymore. Uh, because of course, for us, we, we often deal with relatively small companies, as company doing like between 3 million and 15, 20 mm -hmm. million turnover. Mm -hmm. Often, they're not owned by professional investors, they're mm -hmm. owned by private people, families uh, founders, and families, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they're not really used to, they, they, for, for them it's not a, it's not a process, it's, it's the work of their life that yes. is sold, they're, they're doing that just for the first time maybe, um, it's, yes. it's a really emotional process yes. and, and so sometimes when the gap is too, too high we say okay, we stop, um, we might come back, uh, in a few months, yes. uh, so or in oh, they come back, years, or, or they come back, saying, yes. "Okay, currently we find that your price is too high, uh, mm -hmm. but maybe in six months' time, if your budget is met yes. or if your objectives are met, maybe we can talk again." And so sure. we are we are quite flexible on that, uh, adaptable once again. Um, but this is the main reason. Another reason is that we we would uh, discover that that the 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 combined offer that we could mm -hmm. give uh, or added value that we can give to customers or to our common customers is, is too low. Uh, I see. We, we don't want to have a holding of company. This is mm -hmm. not our objective. We really want to um, make and build a European serum champion, industrial. Mm -hmm. And for that, we, yeah, we, we need to create value for our customers. And, yes. and if we, in the process, we discover, okay, maybe their customer, the customers of the target are too different. Mm -hmm. Let's say they're focusing on um, huge companies like uh, the top uh, 50 mm -hmm. companies and uh, we, we do not have any client on the top 50, then, yeah. then maybe there is a mismatch. Yeah, client match uh, is client important. Match. Yeah. So this is also something yes. that, that sometimes stops deals. It drives me to uh, board governance. Yeah, of yeah. course. Uh, acquiring one of two companies per year, uh, it's a true challenge, right? And uh, my question is the following. Uh, how are you involving existing board members in the acquisition process? And what is the board decision process? So involving the board members of our company, you mean? Just yes. to be sure yeah. I understand the, correct, yeah. the, the question correctly. Correct. Correct. Um, so for us, it's also, as I said, we, we prepared the company to be ready to, uh, to acquire one or two or three or four businesses a year, meaning that we um, we did choose for the good uh, board members to okay. do so. So we, we, our chairman, for instance, uh, worked for Visma for years. I don't mm -hmm. know if you, Visma is well known among the viewers, but Visma is a company that uh, went uh, from 100 people uh, up to, uh, I think there are 20,000 now uh, working at Visma. The, the, the company valuation is above 12 billion. Uh, yes, it's m and Guru, huh? It's m and Guru. And, uh, and, and, m and Guru. And, the guy that we chose for our chairman w entered Visma when they were 100 people and he left Visma when they were uh, 13,000 or 14,000, oh, yeah. having made uh, tons of acquisitions uh, and so on and so forth. So this is our chairman and of course he's implicated in many of our transactions slash um, decision-making process about how do we look at targets, how do we structure deals and yes. so on and so forth. He's leading the show or you are? Or both of you are. In our case, I'm I'm still leading the show, okay. um, and he's supporting. Supporting. Um, but with good advices, and and he's supporting at board level, but also at uh, operational level. Okay. We have a playbook for integration, for instance. So we have we, we try to integrate companies as fast as we can. And Denmark acquisition we did in February should be should be completely integrated in 15 days. So the complete integration process 
uh, took like three months, or it's not over yet, but yeah. uh, normally we'd, we would take uh, three months to do that. And we have a playbook to do that, a project uh, calendar that we follow. And uh, this is something we discuss also with our chairman, Jan Ivar, saying, okay, what do you think about that? Uh, what should we do better? What should we improve? What, and, and so on and so forth. And we, of course, uh, learn a lot from his uh, yes. feedback. Uh, and, and at that point, he's really involved in, in, the, in the process. We have also other um, board members that are, that are quite active in that M&A mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. traject or build-up traject uh, in organic growth. Um, this is one guy from Fortino, uh, which yes. is one of our shareholders, um, and that is helping us on a daily basis to make the deals happen. Okay. Um, he's helping for the due diligence, uh, he's helping for uh, the decision making, the structuring also, as well, and so on and so forth. So a bit like uh, Yaniv, our, our chairman, but more operational, uh, more my counterpart on the on the day-to-day -day making of that uh, journey. The other board members are more passive uh, regarding that um, M&A. Of course, they're taking the decisions when we go for it or not go for what it. What do you mean by passive? It means uh, n not knowledgeable enough of they just uh, have other competences needed but MA is not their competences of how do how you do to bridge the competence with them of, uh, I think it, it has more to do with the bandwidth all right uh, that they have or do not have yes um, and also it doesn't make any sense to be a team of 10. Um, of course. Uh, we are three Obviously. busy with the with the MA yeah, yeah, on the daily yeah. uh, on the daily uh, operations. It's it's enough. I'd say yes. at, at least in in your current uh, size. So it's it's for one the other board members have other boards uh, mm -hmm. to attend to and so yes. they, they they are passive in that MA traject but they also are very well informed on what we're going to do, uh, what are what is the long run planning, mm -hmm. uh, what is the, the, the business plan, uh, how we integrate those companies, what are the expected synergies. They, they know the big lines, but they're not fostering or making the deal, uh, sure. if, you, if you know what I mean. Are you feeding them with uh, intelligence, with uh, context, market context, on a regular basis to make sure that they understand uh, what it is the aim of FEC at the end of the day? Of, uh, I, 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 do you have this kind of a board PA, PR role of a communication? Of, I don't know if you understand. Uh, probably not enough. Uh, so we, we, we might use a modern tool to do that. Yes, so. of course. <laughs> yes. But um, probably not enough. That being said, the CRM market is a market that is uh, huge, major. Mm -hmm. Everybody understands that there's a lot of money uh, yes. in that market. So. I don't think that in our case we, we need to be really super sharp on um, updating the board members with different yes. um, aspects of the CRM market. Uh, at least not. Yeah, because time. it's uh, because it's, uh, because it's major and it's not. It's in the light. Like, yeah, it's yes. it's not moving super. It's moving super fast, but the the, the market powers are not yes. that fast to move. Um, it means that everybody vote. Then you have an, uh, targets, and uh, during a, a board session, a board meeting, everybody need to vote. Uh, do you have some uh, uh, some abstained vote sometimes of uh, of no. people? Do, no. No. It's every every time we take a decision at FEC, at least it's a, it's a unanimous decision. Yes. Vote. Um, it, it, yeah. If you don't use vote much of uh, we just you know natural. Let's put it that way. We we always uh, try to find a consensus. Okay. Um, 
and until now we always achieve to find a consensus. So if some board member is not agreeing, mm -hmm. um, we, we change the decision to be sure that it's that everybody, a, agree with. That everybody agrees with. And even sometimes uh, as a CEO I'm not agreeing 100% with the decision, then well, either I say okay, uh, I will conform myself and, uh, and agree after all, and then once the board took the decision, Yes. It's it's a common decision anyway, yes. and I do do not vote against uh, because uh, if 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 I agree that the board thinks it's the best option, then I say okay. Of course, uh, it's it's a consensual consensual uh, option. Understood. Decision. We spoke about your board taking yeah. the decision to acquire a company. Let's uh, a bit uh, discuss about the target, mm -hmm. and uh, of yep. course the target have a board as well. So when a merger takes place and the merge company. Board of Directors get, gets dissolved, huh, I guess. Yep. Uh, is there any consideration for the members of that board to potentially join your board? What comes into play? Yeah, yeah what comes into play is uh, what can they bring uh, on the table, I guess. Yes. Um, and often, not always, but often we buy smaller companies or relatively yes. smaller companies at our own. Um, and regarding that, it means that um, we didn't have the case that often that a board member of an acquired company could bring a lot to the board, to be honest. Uh -huh. um, they're all fired. <laughs> in, in, in some cases, they are all fired, yes, yeah, because it's, okay. the, it's the family of the CEO yeah. or it's the wife or the, the, the sister or anything. And, we and turn they, the page. And they, they do not know anything about the market. They do not think, do not know, not know anything about the business. They, they're just there because it was a mandatory uh, legal obligation to have yeah. three members on the board. But basically, it's a one-man yeah. show and no value and and, and no value for yeah. for the common board. Sometimes, when there is value, when when the people uh, that, for instance, stay active in the company, mm -hmm. or that have uh, some really specific competence that we say, okay, this is really interesting for mm -hmm. the group then, of course, we integrate them yes. in the global um, group board, uh, but not on, the, on yeah. the target level anymore. But the, the former CEO of the acquired company uh, stay active? Stay, uh, st what, what, what's a bit your, your, yeah, your strategy? Based? Because they are all people who build up, entrepreneurs, so could bring value or not, by the way. But, uh, it's... it's uh, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm really the chameleon there. I'm adaptable <laughs> to, 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 to the needs and the wishes of the CEO. We have, those CEOs are uh, often really successful, strong mm -hmm. personalities that can bring a lot to the company. Yeah. So our ideal scenario is we acquire a company and we want the CEO to reinvest as much as he wants, but as much as, he, as we, we can in the new group. And so we align him with the group mm -hmm. we were all aligned as, as uh, shareholders but uh, mm -hmm. as a board member uh, if he joins the board but of course this is the ideal scenario uh, often we buy a company and the guys at the end of the road um, I'm, I'm discussing with a company right now the guy founded the company like 20 years ago huh. he wants to stop he is not interested in joining the board he's not interested yeah, in reinvesting a penny yeah maybe he's not tired but maybe he wants to play golf maybe yeah. he wants to to do specific travels as I'm yes. doing, but on a longer uh, period of time and, and so on and so forth. So um, in such cases, we still do the acquisition, mm -hmm. but then of course there is no 
interest to uh, let him join the board and, and, and so forth and so on and so forth. So it really depends on, on what are the expectations of the, of the, of the former CEO. If his expectation and his uh, will is to, to continue the adventure, this is our favorite choice. But even, even in such cases, uh, those are strong personalities and it, there is 50% yeah, chances that it, it will not click. Mm -hmm. Because being part of the group is not the same thing as I'm the own yeah. CEO, sole owner of the business. I can do whatever I want. I see. And having, yeah. Uh, Could happen that it destroys some value there? Or jeopardize actually the real growth he wants to achieve? Or not? It, 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 usually it doesn't destroy value, mm -hmm. um, but for sure, it, uh, if it doesn't click as we expected, uh, the plan we had together needs to be re rewritten, right? I see. It's um, when the CEO, if, if, it doesn't, if it clicks, marvelous, everything goes fine, uh, mm -hmm. happy, ha happy ending for everybody. If it doesn't, basically, you will, it, it is because we have a strong cultural difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and meaning that the, the, the company he founded needs to switch. Mm -hmm. And well, he needs to switch and this is not working because you cannot switch of somebody, course. but you can switch a, a company. Yeah. And, and when the former CEO leaves, then we have our culture that is stronger uh, in, uh, involved in the, in the, in the company, in the acquired company. Mm -hmm. And usually it uh, results in a more dynamic situation for a company, more growth, uh, more uh, profitability, more efficiency, and so on and so forth. Uh, yes. I'm not saying that we are the best in the world, but usually um, since we are adaptable, since we've done that a lot of times, we, we benchmark the company super, super fast and we are really sharp by saying and telling at the company, okay, you're good there, but you're lousy there. Mm -hmm. And knowing that, if we have to replace the CEO, we're even faster than he would be to, to, to get that in place. Sure. Thank you very much, Cédric. Let's wrap up a bit uh, what we discussed today with some takeaways. Uh, uh, wh what I understood is, first of all, having a, a good idea of the context, to be blocked into the context of uh, the, the market for board members, but also being uh, fed by information. But what would be for you some three takeaways that you can share with the audience today? To make a successful uh, inorganic growth, in, you mean? In, indeed. Um, I'd say you have, the first thing is that you have to have the good market to do that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make sense to do an inorganic growth if you have only one target mm -hmm. uh, available on the market. Well, it might be interesting, but then it's not a strategy, it's just an opportunity. Indeed. So you have to have a market with enough players that can be acquired to make that build up work. Second, you need to have the team um, to uh, be ready to do so. Your internal team, operational team needs to, to think the process and the company and engineer the company for an acquisition uh, strategy. So meaning that we might acquire two, three, four businesses a year. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the company needs to be ready for that. And third, and this is really important as well, is you have to align your board and your shareholders to do so. And sometimes we, we had an, yes. an argument with shareholders or board members because, because they, they were not aligned anymore with the speed or mm. the pace of the acquisitions or the risk taking because it's yes. everything, every time it's, it's, risk it's a risk taking. And then 
it's really super important that you share a, a long-run plan saying, okay, this is where we're going to go. Mm -hmm. This is what we need to do that. And this is how we will do it. And, and, and then the, the metrics we're going to use to make it to make it fall. And then you, you need to, uh, to align your board members having the good competences on board, mm -hmm. like, like we have now with yes. Yanivar yes. and, and, and the guys from Fortino, but also having the shareholders that can support that strategy sure. and, and, and put more money on the table if needed. Are you communicated often with the board members, shareholders about uh, targets, about uh, acquisition plan, etc.? Uh, you create subgroups, you discuss with those guys of uh, how, how do you communicate? Because I guess you communicate differently with the chairman and with Fortino of the lead investor of whatever. We we you, you, we, we we have uh, for we, we like to communicate as broadly as we can about our plans. And so we have that, that plan we call five power three. And so mm -hmm. we started that plan three years ago or two, two, two and a half years ago. And meaning that we wanted to be five times as big to, to grab 5% of the market share in Europe. Mm -hmm. And we Impressive. gave ourselves five years to, to reach so. And this was the communication we did with every stakeholder of the company, shareholders, employees, board members, and mm -hmm. so on. Mm -hmm. Even clients, even partners. Or partners know, know that plan, it's not like yeah. hidden. Um, so we, we, we tend to have a, a big strategic plan that everybody knows about. And then for the shareholders, we, we go a bit more in details about, okay, this is the yeah. plan, but what, we, what do we need? Uh, how we are going to finance that? So yes. we, we want to reach 100 million, fine. Uh, how are, what, what's, gonna, what's the cost? Uh, how much money we will need? Uh, how much they, they, they would be ready or they have to be ready to finance if, if we get so. And, and therefore, we, yeah, we have a long-run plan with the leverage uh, we can use from banks or the, the bank credits that we are, uh, mm -hmm. are uh, at, at our disposal, plus the, um, uh, the vendor loans and, and, and so on and so and forth. So but so but, forth, but yeah. we, we have a long-run plan that we, we share with um, more financial uh, share, uh, stakeholders, like, like the big shareholders uh, the of, of this yeah. world. Very interesting, uh, Cédric. Uh, I learned a lot. Uh, I hope the audience learned a lot also. Um, I well. uh, may I ask you a, a last thing? Uh, can you uh, put the chameleon on the shelf, please? Just to remind you your passage on the Governor Show. So uh, you can put it here. Of, uh, I will put yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I'd like the, the Swiss Army knife, so I, uh, I, you can put it there. <laughs> I, I will put it looking at the Swiss Army knife. If, if <laughs> exactly. It's okay with Thank you, you Cedric. <laughs> Thank you, Cedric, for joining the show today. It was a pleasure to uh, discuss with you about inorganic growth and uh, board matters. Uh, and uh, it closed the show. Thanks for watching uh, again the Governor Show. Uh, please feel free to uh, subscribe to our uh, social media and uh, check our website. And uh, I'll see you next time. <laughs>